Welcome to Newbridge Christian Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David Ogenenrobo teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In Christ, we are God's new breed. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hallelujah. You see that last verse, verse 6, that's where we got that phrase, spiritually minded. Hallelujah. Amen. It says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. At the point in my life, that was my best scripture, if there's anything like that. For my most bright scripture. It says, for to be carnally minded is death, or to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What does it mean to be spiritually minded? It means to be conscious of the way the spirit realm functions, or to give attention the way the spirit realm is. What he just showed in Romans chapter 8 is the fact that no matter what has been done for you in the spirit, your mind must become aware of it for you to be able to participate with it. Praise the Lord. You know, this we're talking about but we cannot really, you may not really understand the issue of bondage or deliverance if you don't understand the spirit realm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There must be a deep-seated understanding about the reality of the unseen world, about the spirit realm. You know, some people, they hear and they know about, oh, there is a spirit realm, but it has never really dawned on them. Do you understand that? That this spirit realm is so real. They still judge everything. Their, their conclusions about everything is still based on what they can gather from their sight, from how they feel, from how, how it sounded. Do you understand that? You must come up to the place where you can see things, where you begin to judge things from the spirit realm. Second Corinthians 4 verse 18. It says, Why will look not at the things which are seen? Why will look not at the things which are seen? But at the things which are not seen. Second Corinthians 4 verse 18. 418. Why will look not at the things which are seen? But the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. It says, we don't look at the things which are seen. Meaning, when you see things, you don't judge it by what you are seeing. Praise the Lord. It says, for why will look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Meaning, the things which are not seen physically, usually is responsible for the things which are seen. 
law. I cannot judge things completely and believe I will get an accurate result if I want to judge only by what I can see. The things which are seen are temporal. Hallelujah. The challenge which you are seeing around you is temporal. The issues around us right now, they are temporal. Praise the Lord. One of the major milestones in your spiritual growth is understanding that you cannot make absolute judgment from what you can pick by your carnal senses. That is why you need something to, okay, if I'm not going to judge by the things which I can see, what am I going to judge by? You need a feedback from that spirit realm. Praise the Lord. You need something. You need a response from your sin realm to hold on to. If I, I should not judge things like what I can see, what should I judge by then? I need a response from that realm. Praise the Lord. That's why you see Hebrews chapter 11. Let's go there. It says, Hebrews 11 from verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. You get that now. So, I can't see the invisible world, but somehow the invisible world has usually drops a substance. They drop something I can hold on to. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Even though I cannot see the unseen realm, through faith, I can begin to figure out the substance that the unseen realm has put in place. Go to verse 3. It says, True faith, we understand that the world were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Praise the Lord. Say after me, I choose to be spiritually minded. What am I doing? I'm, I'm trying to arouse your understanding. Of the unseen realm. No, this morning the Lord kept staring on our Insta. Don't be distracted. And I want to tell you, don't be distracted. Praise the Lord. You see, Second Corinthians five verse seven. You don't need to open that. It says, "But walk by faith and not by sight." Now. When we say faith, usually faith is in response to God. Usually, when God has done something in the unseen realm, He gives us a substance to hold about it. Do you understand that? That's faith. But usually, not just God. Every other thing that happens in the unseen realm gives us a response. Are you following this? But what we are dealing with God is God's faith. We hold on to it. But what if you are dealing with casting out the devil? How do you know that the devil has been casted out? How do you know 
that this choice you are about to make is the right choice. When you look at the community and you see something happening there, how do you know if what is happening is of God? Sometimes it could be a demonic spirit. Do you understand this? But there are things that will happen around there, and you can see with your own spirit that uh, there's something here. Sometimes you go into a place, the first night you sleep in that environment, you have a dream. God begins to show you about that place. Do you understand that? That's the feedback from the spirit realm. You know the funny thing? It may not just be you. Every other person in that place may have had that same dream. They may have had that same encounter, but they could not make sense of it. You know why? They are not spiritually minded. Do you understand that? They don't know how to judge things. You see, when it comes to um, the spirit of giving feedback, every single person has a spirit. Some of us, our spirit has been enlightened because we have the Holy Ghost. Some people, their spirit is darkened. So there are things they are picking, but they, they cannot comprehend it. Do you understand that? They are picking those things and they don't know what to do. The invisible has great influence on the visible. Look at seven, look at Second Timothy three verse eight. Second Timothy three from verse eight. Second Timothy 3, verse 8. Are you there? Or let's start on verse 1. Second Timothy 3, verse 1. So we just flow along. Second Timothy 3, from verse 1. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves conventions boasters, proud, blasphemers disobedient parents unthankful unholy unholy without natural affection truth breakers false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. Now, do you realize that this is the description of the present day? All that's happening, this verse is describing. Let's jump to this. Verse 8. It says, Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Now, if you check the Old Testament, you will not see this name, James and Jambres. 
Are you following me? But Bible scholars say these names actually refer to those two guys that turned their rod to serpents. Who is the name? These two guys, Janus and Jambres. They withstood Moses. Did you also realize that when they were when they were withstanding Moses, the same method they use in turning <laughs> Moses not the rod is is not to serpent. They to that same method they turn their own rod to serpent and produce two. You know somebody there may have been looking at it and saying, "Wow, you did one. Your God did two." Your own is powerful. Do you understand that? Yes. Now, what the writer of 2 Timothy 3 is trying to say is that in this same way, in these last days, people are going to withstand the truth like that in the spirit. The battle for the truth is not just a physical battle, it's spiritual. That was going on there. What they were seeing in the physical was nothing more than what has just happened in the spiritual. Praise the Lord. See, when Moses is serpent, now you know <laughs> the Bible did not say, did not just say Moses serpent swallowed um, the, the serpent of the Egyptian. It said Moses' rod. If you check it in the Old Testament, it said Moses' rod swallowed the rod of the Egyptian. That alone, eh? Anybody who was spiritually minded there already knew that that was it. That that battle and statement there was already a declaration of the fact that Moses will win in the end. Who is following me? That was already a demonstration of the fact that the God, God. Now, what did that miracle prove? He did not produce anything in the physical, but God had made a statement. Praise the Lord. As a spiritual person. There are certain things you see around your life, and you know that God is making a statement. There are some things you see around, you know, ah, the devil is making a statement. Don't just ignore it. Do something about it. Praise the Lord. It is the kind of training required to be spiritually minded. There are some dreams you have, you know, ah, God is making a statement. I should hold on to it. You follow me? And there are some things you also see, you know, ah, that darkness is making a statement. We must deal with this. And you don't stop until you get another feedback from the spirit friend. Praise the Lord. I like verse 9. It says, But they shall proceed no further. Amen. Amen. It says, But they shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be made. Manifest unto all men as they are also was. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at some insight into the unseen world. As we go on. Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 12. Now, 
if this is true, that your serum is this real and your serum influences the serum, that means you, you cannot play with it. Do you understand that? You don't play with the things that influence the backstage because it's the, the backstage that will eventually play out. Are you following this? Yes, sir. Sometimes I choose to be spiritually minded. I choose to judge wisely. I choose to take my work with God seriously. Ephesians 3, 6, verse 12. It says, For we rest not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. What did he say? He said, We rest not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, the first time I read, I, I, I read this verse in the Bible in 2008. It dawned on me that this thing is more than what we can see. You know, in, in Africa, we already uh, they know what is called spiritual power. <laughs> but there are parts of the of the world that they don't believe in things like that. But Paul is saying we wrestle. Listen, see, if you're not walking up to reality that there is a war going on, you are playing. Are you hearing me? To the battle, <laughs> he says, We rest not against flesh and blood, but against the partisan powers, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world. You know, when I saw this, this statement, rulers of the darkness, so the darkness in this world, there are people behind it. He didn't say rulers of, the, of darkness, he just says, Rulers of the darkness. The darkness you see is not just there on its own. There is something behind it. In 1952, Jesus appeared to great man of God, Papa Kenehigi, and he began to explain just that verse. Just that verse. He said, Paul, when writing this verse, listed out the classes of demonic spirits from the lowest to the highest. I personally, when I read it years ago, I thought because principalities look like it is a long name, principality. It's a principality. <laughs> Jesus told him that this is the lowest. And the highest a spiritual wickedness in high places. That actually high places represent heavenly places in the heavens, in the heavens. He said, spiritual wickedness in high places come first. The next is the rulers of the darkness. Then the next are powers and then principalities. 
Now, if you study the Bible, you will see proof, you know, that anything Jesus says, you can find from the word of God. Praise the Lord. You will see proof in the word of God. You see Ephesians 2 from verse 1. Just read it. Ephesians 2 from verse 1 to 2. It says, And you, hearty quickly, who were dead in trespasses and sins, verse 2, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of, the, of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Wait a minute. The spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience, verse 3. I'll come back to this. Among whom also we have, we all had our conversion in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh. So now, it's not just the fact that a person is not saved in his flesh. You understand that? That he has a sinful nature in him that makes him do the wrong thing. He's telling you that apart from the fact that the man has the wrong nature, who the man who is not saved has the wrong nature, his environment in the spirit is also part of the things that influence people. You, you, you will even say things like, ah, in that place, immorality is very high. In that place, violence is very high. Now, many other uh, vices may be there, but their spirit of operate in the heavenlies. Do you understand that? Yes, that influencing them. Sometimes, a person who is not growing spiritually, can I say this? Can go to that place and begin to, he's, he's born again. Do you understand that? But he has not yielded himself to God. He can go to that place and he begins to fall under that influence. There's a particular nation in the world. Every single minister in that nation is divorced. Every single minister in that part, in that nation, in that city is divorced. Particular senior friend of mine, the minister, he traveled, he had to do some ministry work there. He traveled there. He said, if you don't pray a minimum of three hours in tongues in the night, consistently, after a while, the kind of things that will be passing through your mind to do. Spiritually minded. I look over my life and there are something that has happened. Now, everybody around me may have an explanation for it, but I know the real reason. <laughs> are you following this? I know the real reason. Sometimes there are good things, sometimes there may be bad things. But I know the real reason. I'm like, ah, I should have handled this thing in the spirit when the Lord wanted me to handle it like this. I should have done this. And there's sometimes there's, there's some good things happening. While they may be saying this or that, I know what actually happened. Being spiritually minded. Second Corinthians twelve. Promise. Two of 
read from verse 1. 10 Corinthians 12 from verse 1. Second Corinthians 12. This is Paul. He said, It is not expedient for me. Thou test the glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Verse 2. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such an one caught up to the third heaven. That means for there to be a third heaven, that means there is a first heaven. And there is a second heaven. Because of time, we cannot go through all of that, all those scriptures. But the third heaven actually represents where God is. Hallelujah. Where God is seated. But there is a second heaven. And that's where principalities and powers stay. There's the first heaven. That's what you can see. The firmament. Now, have you ever, if you've heard a plane before, or if you climb a story building before, maybe four-story building, five-story building, six-story building, do you know that? Even a ten-story building, you've still not gotten to this heaven. Who is following me? You've not gotten to the point where you can touch a cloud. <laughs> have you ever touched a cloud before? You must still touch this heaven. Now, he's telling you, after this first heaven, there's the second heaven. People who enter planes knowing more about that. Study those who travel abroad. They will tell you, at a point, everybody's like dust on the ground. At the point, you cannot even see anybody again. Sometimes 12,000 kilometers above sea level. Now, you look, when you look through the window, all you can see is white. That's, you are not touching the first heaven. So he's telling you that one men are doing their stuff on ground. What is controlling them is fire. There are some, there are, there are deeper, some complex powers behind the things you see on ground. Are you seeing why it's, it's foolishness sometimes to be carnally minded? He says to be spiritually minded is life, but to be carnally minded is death. You are you are running at the risk not being spiritual. Do you understand that? Because the things you are engaging with, they are far more advanced than you can realize. Jesus explained to him, and we are going to look at more about that. He says, wickedness in high places. Actually, the best rendering is wicked spirits. He says, spiritual wickedness in high places. Somebody say, I have friends in high places. Those are the high places you are talking about, these high places. Now, you may never know when we say we are serving Christ in heavenly places. People know, you may not get the idea until you know how high these places are. Are you following this? 
When you begin to know how high these demonic spirits are, then the Bible says you are seated with Christ Sunday. Let's continue. Rulers of the darkness. Now, Jesus showed him that these guys, they are the command tower. They don't dwell on the earth. <laughs> that the guys that dwell on the earth, these, the most senior guys on the earth are the rulers of the darkness. Rulers of the darkness. Number three. Principalities with his big name. Jesus explained to him that these guys do little or no thinking for themselves. It's in darkness. That's just an idea of the unseen kingdom, of the unseen world. You also see in the Bible what is called a double kingdom. So, I think you should just look at this one. Ezekiel 28. Now, the double kingdom refers to a wicked kingdom reigning in the heavenlies, which affects the lives of men upon the earth. Now, unseen spiritual forces rule and dominate men who rule seen and earthly kingdoms, if men left them. So, what is he trying to say? He's trying to say that when you have a natural ruler, do you understand that? In the spirit realm, for over every city, there is also... Do you understand that? So, as you have portal courts now, there are spirits that battle for the throne of portal court in the spirit. Let's look at this. Ezekiel 28. You know what I'm trying to do to you? I'm trying to get you to wake up the things which are seen are not made of the things which do appear. <laughs> do you understand that? Ezekiel 28 from verse 1. Ezekiel 28 from verse 1. It says, The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Verse 2. Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyros, Thus says the Lord God, because thy heart is lifted up, and thou said, I am a God, I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man. Most people say this verse refers to Lucifer. No. Why? How do I know it does not refer to Lucifer? It says, In the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man, and not God. Though thou said thy heart as the heart of God. This was a man. Do you understand that? This is the prince of Tyros. He's the prince of Tyros. Now, history has it that there was actually somebody who existed called the prince of Tyros. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. But go to verse 11. Go to verse 11. Ezekiel 28, verse 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Now, the first one was the word of God came unto me, saying, Son of man, 
take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyros and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sun, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Verse 13. Thou hast been in, in Eden, the garden of God. Now, this is not a man. This is the Lucifer we were talking about. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardos, topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and carbon cool, and all of that. Now, that has been in Eden, the garden of God. So, where there was a priest of Tyros, there was the king of Tyros. Are you seeing this? Yes. This is the double kingdom. This particular guy is Lucifer. So right now, while you are <laughs> while a person is in Portak or, or, or he goes to his village or he goes to somewhere while there may be a governor, there's also a king of that provider place. Listen. Make no mistakes about it. This is why Christians, when the Bible says, as many as are led by, by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Sometimes, let me do, let me do something for you. Let's assume this is the dead hell. Do you understand that? This is the second heaven. And this is the first heaven. And you are here on earth. Are you following this? And God from the third heaven is seeing what these guys here are planning. And by his spirit, the Holy Ghost within you is the command, is the same card that connects you to this place. Are you following this? Yes. He's giving you a leading. You don't know what is happening. He's giving you a leading. Go like this. But somebody is too wise. He wants to follow his own opinion. In the end, he comes under the trap of this thing that God was trying to prevent him from. Do you get that? Yes, the instructions, if you notice the Bible, in Matthew, the book of Matthew, it says things like, the kingdom of heaven. If you read that thing in the Greek, it's actually the kingdom of the heavens. The kingdom that is situated in the heavens. So, when that kingdom is operating on the earth, there is how a man can operate on the earth. People around him who know that kingdom say, ah, this man is not connected to us here. He's connected to the kingdom in the heavens. Hallelujah. That's an example of the double kingdom. You will see this again in Daniel chapter 10. When Daniel was praying. You know, there was actually a kingdom of Persia. Now, there was a king, kingdom of Persia and all that. But in the spirit, Daniel was praying and an angel was coming from heaven to give him information. And the prince of Persia. In fact, that, that represents the kings and the prince of Persia. They withstood the angel. Sometimes, God would tell you to pray. You want to sleep, tell you pray. Sometimes, you see, some people, they are so sick. And after a while, the battle gets so fierce, the person dies. The people say, but we pray. 
Do you know the amount of battles going on in the spirits? Do you, you understand that? You may not see, you may not agree with it, you may not, but it's there. And you know the funny thing, they don't want you to know. The devil doesn't want you to know. The devil wants you to be ignorant. They don't want you to be walking around. They don't want you to be take the word of God serious. No. 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 See. Sometimes I choose to be spiritually spiritually minded. That training is what makes you see when you see things happen in a certain way, you say no. Let's not face this thing like this. Go go inside to pray. (laughs) Do you understand that? Hallelujah. Is anyone I'm talking about? This thing. Many lives, many families. This is the story. What I just explained to you is the untold story of many lives, families, industries, nations, communities. Who is what I'm saying? So many things. And the devil knows this. So he will fight anybody tooth and nail who is going to stand as a hindrance. Do you know why the devil is so... Let me tell you, this tells you why, this thing explains why the devil is so interested in politics. Because if they have somebody in that seat who cannot yield on to the government, who cannot yield on to their government, it will become a problem. Many of the policies of the world have been put in place by men who yielded to spirits. Today they think they are, they think they know what they are doing. They think they are making logical decisions. They think, oh, we are just, oh, we are doing this. This is the right way to go. We are just making this. Yeah. <laughs> Even sometimes in the church, devil can come. He said, while men slept. An enemy came and sold tears. Sometimes a man can be speaking in tongues, but he has not learned to yield to God enough. So the devil can manipulate it. Sometimes it's a families. But there is more. That's not where this story ends. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 4. Luke 4. From this one. Luke 4 from this one. For instance, I can say this now because of the number. Like this church, this particular church, is a problem for the devil in this region. And I know. A sister here came to share with me a dream. There's fire burning and will kill the devil. Amen. We're going to increase it. That dream, in that revelation she had, a swarm of black birds were saying they were, they were sending them to this place, saying, Go, Lucifer, go, go there 
and saw one very gigantic one pointing at me at my room slash office downstairs. He's pointing at me. I think it's you that is training this game. We are going to kill you. I said, me. Ah! I can play. Oh. But there are signs, there are things I will see. I will do that. Oh, it's time to fight. Are you hearing me? <laughs> there are things I will see. I know. Oh, it's battle time. Like I can see now that October is battle time. October is battle time. There are times when you say, we, we, you, you, you raise your seat, you raise your belt up. 21 days. Shekata parakata kata parakata. And you know why that battle is, is, is actually in your favor because you're already on the winning side. Mm-hmm. Let me show you something. Luke chapter 4 from this one. There are things you see happening in your family. You see something, ah, things go like this. Ah, everything like, eh, okay. I understand. It's time to fight. You tell your wife, no more food. We will fast and pray. Because you need to exercise yourself from the realm. See, the Bible says, though we are in the spirit, we need to walk in the spirit. So, in the spirit, actually, your office is here. But sometimes, you can be walking around, maybe when you are eating, you may not be operating from that office. Do you understand that? But when it's time to take a, a major stand, for instance, if the governor of River State is in this place, even though he's here, in the, in the in our consciousness, he's actually seated on the throne of River State. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. If he's sitting down here and he makes a call to the IG of police or commissioner of police or River State, that assemble everybody, they will not say, oh, he's not sitting down in government. They will say, governor has said this. Praise the Lord. Luke 1 from verse 4. Luke 1, Luke 4 from verse 1 again. Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Verse 2. Being 40 days tempted of the devil. This temptation was for 40 days. Every day they were there was empty. Being tempted. And in those days he didn't eat nothing. And when they, had, they were ended, he afterward hung, hungered. When I saw that verse, they don't need to be hungry and hungered. <laughs> I love King James. There's one thing to be saying, Oh, I'm hungry. I need to eat. Then there's one thing to be, He was an hungered. <laughs> listen, all of you listen to me. If you've not learned how to fast, somebody say, if you, cannot, if you don't know how to fast, you will not be fast. I don't know how. And this is chapter 1, verse 4. Praise the Lord. Verse 3. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command the stone that you be made bread. Verse 4. And Jesus answered him, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Listen, man shall not live by bread alone. That, that verse, now, but by every word of God. He's likening the word of God to something you can eat. But when you are reading it, are you eating it? He's telling that that's how your own spirit is eating. Praise the Lord. Verse 5. And the devil taking him up into an high mountain, showed him the kingdoms of this world in a moment of time. Verse 6. 
and the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me. For that is delivered unto me. Look at that. He says, This world and the glory in them, for that is delivered unto me. If this was not a temptation, eh? if this was not it, it cannot be a temptation. How was it delivered unto him? Adam. It was a real temptation. The devil had the power to give the kingdoms of this world to Jesus. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. Hallelujah. And Jesus answered and said, Get thee behind me, for Satan, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and only him shall thou serve. Now, this verse of the Bible is a very controversial one. Some people say all the kingdoms of this world, including the earth, everything belongs to the devil. But you see, when you study the Bible, the reason why Jesus Christ did not take it from him yet because was because he was going to take it from him eventually. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. After this place, Jesus came, after Jesus fulfilled the redemptive work, he came back in Matthew 28 and said, All power is given unto me. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Let's look at it, Matthew 28. From verse 18. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So, even in these heavenly places, Jesus Christ has power there. Glory! Glory. Even in all these places, He has defeated the devil. And the Bible did not just stop there. If you check in Ephesians chapter 1, it says this power has been given up. See, it was won by Jesus, but it has been given to the church. Let me read something to you. Ephesians 1 from verse 19. Let's, let's be fast now. Ephesians 1 from verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, Power above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named is as though he was trying to re- repeat all these things here. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. All principality and power and might and dominion. Similarly, to it started from the smallest word again. And might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world but also in that which is to come. Look at verse 22. And have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So, all of the, the, the victory, all of the power, all of the dominion that Christ has won has been given to the church. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Let me tell you, that's why the church is the most persecuted institution. Yes. Because the church has the power to bring down every operation of darkness anywhere. Anywhere the kingdom of darkness is strong is because the church is not strong there. Yes. Uh, are you seeing that? Yes. 
And now, God is not even competing for the glory of the world. He's competing for the souls of men. Are you following this? He's not, he's not breaking his head about your, your building or your five-star your, your five-story building or your five-star hotel and all of those so-called glory. He's competing for the souls of men. Praise the Lord. So there are some places where the church may not have so much big, big structures but it's giving ground in the souls of men and the devil doesn't like that because over time it will crumble all the other structures. Sometimes your power has been given to Christ and has been handed over to the church. You see, as true as that is, if it has not become your consciousness, if it has not become strong in it, it has not become your reality. Let's look at one more verse or two. Second Timothy 2 from verse 1. This was my meditation before I came in to service today. Second Timothy 2 verse 1. It says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Hey! There is something in Christ Jesus that no matter how powerful these things are, it has the power to crumble them because they have actually been crumbled already. Yes. Remember that verse of the Bible that says, that one we just read in Ephesians, say we wrestle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know what it means to wrestle? The, 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 the idea of wrestling is that when you beat a person, you will keep him there and begin to count. You remember? Yes, After you beat a person, those of you use the word WWF. Am I correct? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> when they beat the, the, the one person beats the other opponent, I know one name Undertaker. <laughs> when they beat somebody and keep him there, they'll count. One, two, three. Even if you put the person and you don't keep him down there, you've no one. Mm-hmm. Even at the second county throws you over, you've no one. But you see, we know why we are wrestling. Because Christ has defeated the devil. But we have the job of keeping him under. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you understand that? Yes, so we enforce the authority of Christ Hallelujah. over the defeated devil. Hallelujah. Over all the wickedness in high places. Hallelujah. So he says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Say yourself, I refuse to be weak in that grace. Some people are weak in the grace. They are weak. They don't understand that they have to be spiritually minded. It takes some spiritually mindedness to know that you have to be strong in that grace. Say, I choose to be strong in the grace. I to be strong in the grace. Every one of us have access to it, but how many of us have been strong in it? This is why we are teaching this thing. Listen. If a person is not strong in that grace, he will have some family issues. Let me tell you, there is no family without a pattern. There is no family. Especially in this part of the world. Oh God. But listen, you can, you can become strong in that grace that 
you're, you're, even though you are in the earth, it says, though we are in the earth, we are not of the earth. Even though you are in the earth, you walk as though you are born from a different nation because that's what you're actually born of. You begin to walk as like though you are in the third heaven. Those things don't have authority over you anymore. Are you following this? Say after me, I'm different. I'm strong in the grace. That is in Christ Jesus. Glory! I'm strong in that grace. No matter what has happened in your family, you come back and tell yourself, I'm different. Say after me, I'm different. I'm different. God will use you to usher a new pathway. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Let's pray in tongues right now. Shake Maybe your family, maybe your community, nobody has got a certain level, nobody has got a certain stage. I'm here to announce to you that we can become strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. We can become strong in that grace. I'll become strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus, all things in my hands touch prosperous. In the name of Jesus, I am different. I usher a new pathway in the name of Jesus. We will not be stopped. We will not be discouraged. We will not be moved. We remain strong in that grace. Whether the devil likes it or not, new bridges from water come to the end of the earth. Baranta Bakata Balagades. We reach millions with the gospel. None of our hearts will be able to contain us. None of our hearts will be able to contain us. Not this one. Not the one after this one. None of them. In the name of Jesus. God sent me. God sent me with this assignment to know that you are the part of the glory of Christ. And I am come in the name of Jesus. Not to this assignment. In the name of Jesus. God is making many mighty. I am seeing those that are built in the world of God. They are becoming mighty. In the name of Jesus. None of you will be small. None of you shall be small. In the name of Jesus. They are becoming mighty. None of you shall be small. None of you shall be small. But a small one shall become a great nation. A small one shall become a great nation. A little one shall become a thousand. A little one shall become a thousand. Pray in tongues right now. There's a prophetic anointing here right now. Pray in tongues right now. I am strong in the grace that in Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening to the sermon. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.